And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. I'm Sleep Dog with the Big Hulk. What's up, everybody? It's the Big Hulk. Sleep, I'm ready, man. This is a great podcast. Guys, we've got UNC basketball on the horizon. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go sleep. God, I'm ready too. Uh, what a weekend for UNC. And yeah, like you said, we're kicking it off tonight by the time you guys are reading this, uh, listening to this against uh, Loyola, Maryland. Going to see what we got. Got a little preview uh, mm-hmm. against uh, Elizabeth City State University. We'll get into that in a minute. But of course, where we have to start is the resounding win against Wake Forest. I saw zero, absolutely zero of it. Haven't even seen the highlights. Don't even know the score. Heard about it. I have a good excuse this time, but we're not going to get into that unless Big Hawk wants to get into that. But does it save the season, do you think? Um, Does it save the season? (laughs) Well, is a season salvageable? I'm not sure. Uh, With the expectations that we've put on the football team and – people outside the program and the hype that it's gotten. Uh, I don't think it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure anybody's going to put this one on their resume. Uh, after this year's done, hey, we beat Wake Forest in 2021. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not sure that will get them many places. But it, what it does, it builds optimism. You know, at least we're trending in the right direction. I think it could have been catastrophic if we would have just got blown out. But no, I'm I'm glad to see that we won a ball game at home. Uh, I know a lot of football fans. Uh, that was a good one for us. And Wake Forest is a good team, uh, undefeated. Um, they may not have played the schedule that a lot of people uh, like, but hey, they won those games, and that's all you can ask a team to do is win the games that are in front of them. And you know, when I was looking into it, I didn't realize that this game didn't have to be played. Like this game was not an ACC scheduled game. This game was scheduled by coaches because it was a rivalry and they wanted to play each other. So I respected that, but um, Wake Forest, (laughs) I'm not even sure if they won out, they would get into the, uh, into the playoffs. uh, No, this was a big win for us. It was, dramatic i'm not uh you know sleep sleep had some more important things to do and we'll talk about that in a bit it is it is a big deal um you know i th- i think the thing that i th- i really like about this win is that unc was down big and a lot of people had written them off and they showed a little heart and they dug back and they won and it takes a lot of integrity to do that um when your back's up against the wall it's easy to give in they've had a disappointing season and a lot of people could easily put their head down but no they gritted through it and they got a win, and I'm excited for them. And it was a quality win. They beat a team that's undefeated. And anytime you do that, yeah, you should hang your head high. You know, that's all they can do is win the game in front of them. So, hey, let's win the next one. Let's get some momentum off of this. Uh, I don't know a lot about football, but I know winning a game is always better than losing. And that's that's <laughs> that just, is a hard hitter right there. That is just basics 101, <laughs> uh, the foundation. But no, it's good for us. Sleep. What do you think about well, this? Well, so this is cool, man. I'm sitting here looking at the stats for the first time, as I usually do, getting getting prepared while we're uh, while we're while we're in the middle of it, right? So at one point we're down, you know, midway through the third quarter, down 45 27. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that? 18 points. Uh, that's damn near three score. Uh, is it? Yes, yeah, three scores, right? And then we head into the fourth quarter, down 48 34. Then we score four unanswered times, three touchdowns, and a field goal. 
to just go up 50. And then we tried to give it away. I guess they scored a touchdown with 37 seconds left. And then, but yeah, dude, I mean, we just went off, it sounds like. And, you know, it's just, I, I, here's the thing when you're in this situation, you just said it. Getting the doors blown off would have been bad. And it would have been bad because it would have, like, in a weird way, this game was important because it really is going to show what the rest of the season is going to be like. You win this game, like, and listen, man, like you're still playing for something. Like there's mm-hmm. still a little bit of pride there. If you go get the doors blown, you can forget it. You're going to lose the rest of the games, yeah. right? And so now at least there's a, seems like a little something to play for. You know, it says, it speaks a lot to the character of the team. Yeah. Right. And and it's a bit it's a statement win. And at this point in time, you're just you're just trying to ruin people's seasons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the only thing you got. And and so, you know, you got NC State coming up at the you know, last game of the year. They're having a good season. Yeah. Uh ruin Wake's chance. Whatever they had is gone yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Right. And those are the types of things that, you know, you gotta get by with. And one of the things that I was curious about was on the prior pod we talked about stopping the run as as a as a key. And and so uh Chandler just went off. Dude, dude had 213 yards and four touchdowns. Like, wow. Over, under. I hate if you thought taking the under was a good idea in this game. I don't know what it was, but I do know that 55 plus 58 is 113, and uh, I bet it wasn't that. So, um, you know. We were favored. Yeah, that was Uh, the crazy part. We were favored, which is crazy. And And we didn't cover because it was was a a three-and-a-half-point spread. We still didn't cover. Yeah, and, hey, that's just life. Bad Um, beat. 37 seconds left. They scored a touchdown. Unreal. Yeah, we didn't cover. And I remember watching the game on the plane. I was traveling. Damn, I fell asleep, I think. I'm not really sure. But I wake up and I look at it. I'm like, we're going to win this game. And I was just blown away. I'm really proud of the football team for – you know, fighting back. And this season doesn't have to be written off. I mean, you guys make the most of what you can from here on out. And you can guys can build a lot of momentum and a lot of respect from these fans. And also the other thing I will say is I know there's been a little drama and some, you know, it's it hasn't been smooth selling this year for the football team. But I, I do respect the guys um, that are staying and fighting through this and trying to improve and get better because it says a lot about them and it says a lot about their character. And the one thing I will say about this transfer portal is the easy thing to do is just say, nah, it's you, not me, and then put your name to a transfer portal and then just kind of give up. To me, that's just an emotional-based F you to the, to the fans, to the school, and to uh, the coaches because they brought you here and they want you. But doing that stuff, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking on some players that train, you, all, you have that right, you can do it. But you also, when you do something like this, you have the right to get criticized. Um, and I've never liked uh, emotionally-based re- uh, knee-jerk reactions and just – you know, I don't understand why kids, why with this new transfer portal, why don't they stick with it? Why don't they just make the most of what they can during the season? Then after the season, when they have a clear conscience, make this decision. I never really like, you know, guys in midseason just hanging it up. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. And in, in, in some of these things, you start to, I guess, realize that, you know, maybe maybe they're getting rid of some of the some of the problems that they were having, you know, because that stuff, that sort of uh, sentiment can really bring a team down and you got... I think six or eight guys. I mean, there's quite a few that have entered the portal. Now you have a signature win like this. Now, granted, we didn't stop a friggin' nosebleed. Uh, it was a real defensive mm-hmm. standoff, about 1,000 yards, 1,100 total yards between <laughs> 1,150 total yards between these two teams. Uh, it's just a trillion yards, but and a billion points. 
but nonetheless, you know, it's a good college football game, right? This is what you play for. And so, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe you see them band together. And again, like we said, I'll reiterate, like we also said we're going to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. Or I did. But then we also said sort of to hedge that, hey, if we go nine and three this year, it'd be a pretty good year. So, you know what did that be eight and four if we get you know we get there that's uh, not awful it's uh, not it's terrible for, you know that's not something that alabama wants to do yeah it's not something that i mean but it shows that we're heading in the right, right direction right 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 and it gives us hope for next year yeah and you know like you said sleep they make a great point and on the flip side of that is there's nothing worse than somebody comes in the locker room with a bad attitude doesn't carry themselves the right way and says you know something along the lines i can't wait to get out of here yeah or you know just bringing every that's never a good way to approach life in any business, not just athletics. This is life stuff. Bring a positive attitude, be optimistic and do what you can and make the most of it. And I think you'll be uh, a much better person and you'll find a way to help a team and you'll probably be happier. So it's good to see that our football program is making some progress. I have no clue who's next. Pitt's next. On deck, we got Pitt. Pitt's supposed to be pretty good. They're 25. Uh, They're ranked number 25. Bring them in. We playing them in Keenan. No, we're not. We're they're favored by six and a half. This is the first game. We were we weren't favored to beat Notre Dame, but it was tight. It was a like a three point spread. Pitt's favored by six and a half as well, it stands. Thursday it's night. It's easy. Sleep. It's Thursday night. Well, hey, mm-hmm. we fly up there Wednesday, Tuesday, whenever the hell the football team goes, and we just get a dub in Pitt and we bring it beat back and ass. celebrate it on the weekend. That's I don't right. care if it's on a Wednesday or if it's Monday through Sunday. When you come to uh, game day, get that dub and bring it back. I don't care if it's number one or number thousand. Let's try to win from yeah. here on out. Damn right. Uh, I don't give a shit. Let's go. Uh, let's get Pitt. I don't like Pittsburgh anyways, so let's might as well go get a dub on the weekday. I'd hate to spend a weekend there, so that's my thoughts on that. Then we got the Wofford Boston Terriers or whatever. They're, they're coming a hot one and eight. So Wofford? Got, yeah, Wofford. Is that yeah. D1? I'm not sure. Doesn't look like it by their logo, by their name, by their record. Uh, that's definitely a TBD kick right now. I can go ahead and uh, put a little money down on that one. Well, let's put kick. that one on 7 a.m. on a Monday. <laughs> and let's play that at uh, the uh, Intermule Field. Yeah, then we'll, run the, then we'll run up here to Raleigh Friday, day before, after Thanksgiving, man. Take on state and close out the season. Let's so, go. Let's get that one done. Go heels. I don't care if we lose to Wooford. Uh, <laughs> as long as we beat state, in my eyes – Season success. We beat State. We beat Duke. Uh, we beat Wake. Hey, we might State beat, champs. Yeah, we might. Yeah, State champs. So let's go. Hot damn. All right. Turn around on us. So, yeah, onward. Another uh, another state championship, a game with state championship implications, is uh, hoops versus uh, Elizabeth City State University. We'll, we'll chat about that before we get into to Loyola. Elizabeth City is in North Carolina. We, even though it was an uh, exhibition game, won. So we're one and zero in state championship race. Yeah. Hey, bring it on. Let's let's. If we win the state in basketball, we'll be doing pretty good because there's, there's a lot better basketball teams in this state than there are football teams. All right, so Elizabeth City State, let's break it down. Uh, what we saw from this new Tar Heel look and Hubert Davis's system, 
Uh, I'll just go off from the rip. Uh, we saw a more modern style of basketball that uh, Coach Davis is going to bring to the Tar Heels. I put it in our notes. We saw more of a four out, one in. And for those people who aren't basketball savants, four out, one in is usually where you have four guards uh, around the perimeter, one post player that moves within the post or the high post area, the free throw line extended, giving the guards room to move and explore, make cuts and do a bunch of different things. That style of offense, it uh, promotes three-point shooting and is what a lot of NBA teams are moving towards, and you saw the trickle-down effect in college. It is a great basketball to watch. I would uh, thank Steph Curry for the style because he has really been the one to change the game on this one and the way the Warriors have done things. But with this system, and we'll break down what they did against Elizabeth City State. You know, what I really liked about this game, uh, Sleep, is we have a lot of new faces on this team, and a lot of them happen to be in the front court. I didn't realize how good our front court is going to be. I think Armando's good. I think Brady Manick is good. And I think Dawson Garcia is good. And I'll be damned if I downplayed Dawson Garcia. Dawson Garcia, he might be our best player. I think he has very good skill, very good touch, and I'm high on him. I'm high on our front court. I really like them. And one thing we saw in this game is uh, we saw the bigs shoot more threes than we've ever seen. I think the bigs may have attempted 10 threes. Uh, when you look at the bigs, our front court, we had Brady, Dawson, and Baycott. Brady went two for five from three. Dawson went two for four. And Baycott made his first three-pointer ever in a UNC uniform. It won't count and it won't be official, but it happened. And he went 100% going one for one. That shows a lot of improvement for him. But also another big thing that we saw in this game, and Sleep, this is really important because I think R.J. Davis can be a huge factor for the Tar Heels. Mm -hmm. We saw R.J. and Caleb on, this, on the court together. Mm -hmm. And what that does is you, your ability to get your best players on the court and playing together, I don't care if they're the same position, I always think it's a good – I'm a big fan of that because I think positionless basketball and having your best players, I always think you get the best chance. So I think that's going to be extremely crucial – and I think that's big time for us because I think both of those players are big time players in sleep. I know you're high on Caleb, and Caleb's going to be a hell of a player. Uh, I just like seeing those two on the court together, which is going to be more of the modern style that we saw giving us a four out, one in. Some people call that going small. You probably have heard that a yep. lot. You well, know, just go ahead. Well, sleep. well, here's what I love about it. You mentioned this the other day about, you know, when you're not shooting the ball well, you got to do other things. And yep. Caleb was two for seven, right? Mm -hmm. Didn't shoot the ball well. Yeah. But he's four for four at the line, had four rebounds, five assists, and 10 points. Uh, obviously, defensive stats don't really show up in a box score, right? Yeah. But it, it shows me that, you know, he did other things to help the team win. And, you know, we've talked a lot about him. He's got to shoot the ball better yeah. if he wants to be an NBA player, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, but but you look at, in an early season game like this, I mean, you can't really go on your opponent. You really have to look at, at our numbers. And, you know, we only shot 43% from the field, but then we shot 40%, damn near, 39% from three, which was great. We shot 80% from the line. Yeah. 80% from the line and 40% yep. for three. If we do that every night, we're going to win a hell of a lot of games, yep. right? And on top of that, our best three-point shooter, Kerwin, goes uh, one of four and one of five, 
right? He yep. only had a three. He only had three points. Yep. So you know, uh, Caleb shoots the ball better, and Kerwin shoots the ball better, and and you know, shooting is a is a rhythm thing, right? Sometimes it takes a while to sort of get in into that rhythm, mm-hmm. and you know, Caleb getting to the line, uh, getting buckets that way. Leaky had was four or four from the line. Um, yeah, I mean, we there's there's a lot of positives that come out of the box score. You know, some of those intangibles that. We're going to need to see from some of these guys if they're not playing well or if we're not shooting the ball well and those sorts of things. And we got to get to the line. You know, we got to play defense. And, and it looks like, you know, based on the box score, um, you know, those are some of the things we did. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people will look at this game and be like, well, it's Elizabeth City State. Who are they? Yeah, that's true. Um, the, you know, we're not going to face many people. We're going to have more talented basketball teams that we play this year. But what I really like about this, and this just wasn't another game for us. This this represented so much more, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Uh, but, you know, like you said, the free throw line, you know, that is something that we've struggled with in the past. For some reason, guys haven't got their confidence up at the free throw line, and they've seemed to miss easy points. And it's just like you could see, like, every fan just gets so – Oh, we're just going to miss more free throws again. Yep. And I I was so happy that we came out, you know, we we went up to the free throw line because it's such a big deal and knocked down those easy buckets. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have nights where we just miss easy ones. Kerwin's not going to always have an off night. Kerwin's an extremely good shooter and player, and he's going to provide a lot for us. But, you know, that, that was a, a big statement. And like you said, Caleb – uh, having the mindset, and I put this in our preseason notes, is like Caleb's mindset this year, what growth he's done as a person has been absolutely amazing. You know, if he can grow like that each year, if he stays here long enough, he's going to be damn the best player in college. And I love what he's doing. Hey, you're going to have nights where you miss it. Uh, he's been a little streaky shooter, to be honest with you. And he found ways to have a positive impact on the game. That's what I love about it. Uh, we don't, you know, no one's asking you to be perfect. You're going to miss shots. But don't let that affect your attitude. Make the make great plays. Put your teammates in great position. Play with energy. And I think he did that. And that was really good to see. He didn't get discouraged. He did other things that impact the game, which is huge. But uh, also on the other, lin- other end of that, Elizabeth City State University shot 40% from the free throw line. And I think we shot, what, 40 from three? Well, they only went two for five. <laughs> so they only had five free throws. <laughs> we had hey, I didn't put how many free I just put percentage-wise. I mean, that is like... Well, hey, that's not a lie. Oh, uh, sleep, I, I think, honestly, my mom can shoot better than that. I do believe I could make two out of five for sure. Even even after um even after Saturday night, I think I could have made two out of five. But yeah, you're you're right. I mean, we had we had five guys in double digits. We had mm-hmm. six guys that had at least five rebounds. And in, in college, you know, five, six, seven is a great number for rebounds or assists, right? And you had you had uh, RJ and Caleb combined for ten assists. Yeah. And, you know, I think we just, you know, we played played well all around. It'll be really interesting to see. Look, we 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 check a lot of boxes, right? Again, it's not about the opponent. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, we probably got some easy shots. We probably got some open looks. But we hadn't been hitting open looks the last couple seasons. So, like, just watching us put together a solid solid outing and uh, and going in and really it seems like working on, you know, distributing the ball and, and, and playing, you know, a new style. Yeah, you got to be happy with that outcome, and and and, and you got to go out there and get better. Uh, mm-hmm. Loyola, you got Brown, and you got Charleston. You got a couple of these games to measure up before you start playing, you know, some of the more uh, blue chip teams. And so, yeah. you know, you got to take it for what it is. And you know, in the past, I don't, I, you know, I don't remember off the top of my head, but early last year, you know, 
we're playing these games and winning by a dozen. You know, yeah. <laughs> and that's you know uh, a cause for concern usually. But yeah, yeah, I got I got to be optimistic about where we're at right now. Yeah, I'm optimistic, and I will point out one thing. And I said this uh, when we did our preseason, also our preseason preview is I think the team needs to take care of the ball better. And I think that's a learning curve and something that we've got to just do. And I've said before, we had 15 turnovers against Elizabeth City State with our fast pace and the way Carolina plays. Coach Davis has already expressed that that is going to be something that stays. Obviously, that promotes more turnovers naturally. But what you can't do is you cannot have careless turnovers and just making bad passes. Uh, We've got to take better care of the ball, and we can't make casual turnovers. That's something that we have to improve on for us to be the team that we want. That's the only negative I have on this game. Let's be honest, Elizabeth City State, if we lost to them, we'd be in here talking about uh, how much liquor do we need to drink for the games. (laughs) Plans Uh, for our funeral. Yeah, and uh, so moving on. Sleep. As if we go anywhere else, game of the week, Tar Heels taking on Loyola tonight as you're listening to this. Big Hawk, what are the keys to victory for the Heels? All right, so we got Loyola. This is Maryland, okay? Uh, Not Loyola, the one you saw in the tournament last year. And I put in my notes, uh, who in the hell is Happy Gilmore? Uh, One of my favorite movies. So this is going to be a segment where we introduce to you uh, Loyola, Maryland. Their their mascot is the Greyhound. Uh, The game is at 7 p.m. Eastern on ACC Network. So here we go. The three keys to success and a, a dub against the Loyola Greyhounds. I have it in our note. It all starts with defense. I always think that's uh, the most important game, one of the most important aspects of the game. In the Greyhounds' losses last year, they averaged 16.4 turnovers, and in their wins, they averaged 11.5. So if we can make them uncomfortable and make them turn the ball over, which leads to fast breaks and easy points for us, I think that's the most important key. Our second key is turnovers. I think we've got to take care of the ball. Uh, Nothing lackadaisical. UNC um, has had an issue with this in the past. It's something we've got to improve on. And also, final key to tomorrow's uh, victory is chemistry. I think we have a lot of new players, a lot of different faces that aren't familiar with each other. The key is to, to grow with each other, learn how each other moves, and share the ball, not force up shots, and work as a team. Everybody get to know each other and play well. And let's be honest, uh, loyal at Greyhounds, we're a much more talented team. We should naturally win, regardless if we don't play to perfection. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and predict the score right now, Sleep. And I'm going to go 65, uh, Loyola, and I'm going to go 84, Tar Heels, for a smooth dub tomorrow in the Dean Dome. I'm super excited. So, Sleep, what you what do you think? What's your prediction? What you got? Gosh, dude, one of the things that jumps off the page at me is, is, is Tyler coming in ready with notes, okay, figures out how many turnovers Loyola, Maryland averaged in its wins and losses last year and used the word. It is in the notes. It is printed in the notes, and I know it was used uh, with autocorrect, but lackadaisical. Um, 
man, dude, you you come in uh, in prepared, dude. I, I'm I like it. Uh, they're also in the Patriot League. Hey, that bullet transferred over to the top of the next page, and uh, oh man. Anyway, yeah. So I, I feel the same way. Uh, like I would know the keys of the game any better than you would. But chemistry to me is 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 everything, right? Mm-hmm. And and in, in my opinion, this UNC team has the potential to be you know the 17 team versus you know any other good team we had, right? Like um, we're not gonna win. Uh, you know, we're not going to shock the world with, you know, really star power, in my opinion. Um, what the, Our key to success for the whole season is going to be playing together. And I think we have uh, some people that are starting to mature. I think we have, uh, we talked about it in the last pod. I don't think ego really seems to be an issue on this team. So if people can, uh, you know, not care about who gets the credit, if they can distribute the ball, if they can do like Caleb did the, uh, in the exhibition and and find ways to help the team if they're not shooting the ball well, I think they're going to do great. And, and, and turnovers for this team have been an issue, um, you know, over the past couple seasons. And yeah, just being able, I think, I think that comes with those other two things. You know, you force turnovers, right? You get fast break points. If you get mm-hmm. fast break points, it's you know, a lot harder to turn the ball over. And, you know, if you're playing well and you've got chemistry, it starts to develop, you know, you, you kind of know when and where people are going to be. And it leads to, you know, smarter, uh, better passes and, and, and better transition as well. So, you know, I can't disagree with anything you said. I think you're going to win it at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's certain core tenets to Carolina basketball that have, have uh, played well in the past. And one of those is being smart. And I think if we can do that, we're going we're gonna to contend in games that maybe on paper other talented teams might, you know, uh, be the favorite, for example. But I think if we can stick to our stick to our recipe, so to speak, you know, I think we're going to do fine. Yeah. And sleep, you know, you said chemistry. And I want to build off that because that's an important thing that you just brought up. And with this new style of play, modern uh, basketball that – Hubert's trying to incorporate. Uh, you're going to see like RJ and Caleb play together, which we didn't see a lot last mm-hmm. year. And quite honestly, RJ was one of our more talented players. And I think it kind of it could at times stunted his growth uh, because he needed those minutes to develop. <laughs> those guys that haven't really played as much on the court with each other, I think chemistry is going to be crucial. And that was a really good thing you pointed out. Because there are going to be odd lineups, and this is going to be a new style of basketball. And so chemistry must, it must be one of the keys for this team to have success throughout the whole year. So, you know, it's going to be a reoccurring theme. Uh, last year, we dealt with turnovers. I think that's going to be no uh, no different than this year. Uh, guys got to take care of the ball. This team has a history of turnovers. So that's going to be a theme. And also chemistry, new style, new teammates. Uh, so I'm ready to go. Sleep, do you have a score prediction? Whew, okay, score prediction. Let's see here. You got 84-65. I know jack shit about Loyola, Maryland. I'm going to go uh, 79-58. I'm going to ratchet down the defense. We're going to be efficient, you know, and um, that's where we're going with it. Heels, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. <laughs> Guys, I'm excited. I love the prediction, Sleep. You know, who who knows on these? We're doing a score prediction, and these are always a shit shoot. But if you get it right, you actually look like your genius level. Is well, there's one thing sexy. I can guarantee. Yeah, there's one thing I can guarantee. What did I say the score was? 79-58? Yep. Uh, no chance in hell. Won't even be close to that. It'll be something. So if you're you're in a betting game and you add those two numbers together and it's somewhere hovering around the line, man, uh, yeah, stay away from it. Best, best advice I can give you. Well, now that you said that, 
you just upped your odds of getting the score right. Exactly. And that's what always happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Guys, but, I've played a thousand, I swear, a thousand rounds of DraftKings this year in fantasy football. Like, I'm going to have to file losses on my tax return. <laughs> I have not, every time I pick, and I mean, dude, the other night I picked a basketball team. Any of you guys that play DraftKings, it's a crapshoot. I picked a basketball team the other night and then went to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I woke up, and I kid you not, man, this is my luck. I had hit on everybody. Every single person on my lineup had the flame on them. And that means you're going to win. Oh, yeah. Okay? Eric Bledsoe, I had Eric Bledsoe in the late game, no inclination whatsoever that he wasn't going to play, and he had a stomach ache before the late-night tip and didn't play, and mm-hmm. I literally got zero. And, I mean, guys, I, I'm not bullshitting you. I mean, I'd have, I'd have you know – I just can't catch a break in that stuff, man. My guy, if I, if you're on my team, dude, you're going out in the first quarter and you ain't going to return. You're questionable to return. You don't want to get that out of them. It's like, hey, that's, yeah, that guy ain't coming back. Sorry. See you next game. So NBA is one of those things where if a guy, you know, is testing something out, you literally don't know if he's going to play <laughs> until like, so you know, 15, 20 minutes right before tip. He said his stomach hurt, so he didn't play. And I was like, what the hell? That's such an NBA thing. And... Uh, <laughs> Dude ate at Taco Bell on the way to the stadium, and all of a sudden he just <laughs> called in sick, and like old sleep dogs got to pay for it. It's probably Chipotle. It probably that, was. The receiver for Tennessee, uh, the Titans had to sit out a week uh, <laughs> because of Chipotle. Mm. Yeah, I mean we've all been there. They yeah. said an atom bomb is actually when you eat Chipotle and then you follow it up with Starbucks uh, Grande <laughs> Blonde Roast, uh, and that that happened to my little brother Ben Hansbro uh. and whatever building he had to go on in L.A. Uh, it was very funny because you can't use a public bathroom unless you're a customer. Ben was not a customer; he was too cheap, so he went on the side of the building. Uh, I love that. <laughs> Um, oh man! No, but hey, in all honesty, guys, and all you Tar Heel fans that tune in to us, this is going to be a great time for basketball. And I know COVID's been very difficult, but the doors are opening back up into the Dean Dome, and it is truly a great feeling. And even though this was a preseason game, we saw Coach Williams in attendance, and we also saw uh, UNC legend and Vince Carter in attendance too. And it's good to be back into the Dome, and it's also good to see uh, some of these former players that just keep creeping around and Mm -hmm. coming through and coming through the doors because that's what Carolina basketball is all about. I'm really looking forward to this season because it represents so much. And uh, it represents a new look. It looks. It represents a start of the Hubert Davis era, which I'm I'm extremely excited excited for. I think he's an amazing person, and I think his heart is in it. And I'm glad that he has a job because he's a Carolina guy, and he knows how you know Carolina does it. He uh, came through being around with Coach Smith, and now um, he did it with Coach Williams. So he got you know the best of both worlds, and so I'm extremely happy and excited for him to be into. Uh, the head coach and leading the Tar Heels, and I'm ready for this season sleep. Going to get ready to get off to a good start and, uh, you know, see what we're made of coming right out of the gate here before we get into some, you know, some serious, serious matchups here early in the season. Um, <clears throat> one thing else we're going to see what I'm made of, dude, I'm going to Pinehurst this weekend. We've got a little bit of time left here to burn, mm-hmm. so I'll chat about it. You've played at Pinehurst. I've played, uh, I think, like number one or something. Some one of the one of the more mundane courses. But I'm going to number four, number eight, and closing out Sunday. So we're going to be here. This is like a, a a grad school reunion. Believe it or not, Sleep Hawk Nation, Sleep Dog has a master's degree. Um, 
and all the people that also have one alongside me might be equally questionable. We're all going to Pinehurst this weekend, and the lies have already started. You know, everybody's already, you know, telling me that my, I'm sandcat sandbagging my handicap at 20, and I'm like, bro, I've played golf six times this year. I ain't never played Pinehurst number two on Sunday. So we picked that one last. Like we should go in while we're all still bushy-tailed and, and try to tackle that beast. But no, we're going to show up in three straight days of just, you know, hydrating with brown liquor and then going to try to go out at eight o'clock on a, in the morning in November, where it's been 40 degrees every day, uh, trying to play number two. So I don't know, man, you got any advice for me? Yeah. So first of all, uh, take your clubs and throw them in the pond. <laughs> Uh, no, no. Hey, guys, sleep is not sandbagging at 20. I played with this guy many a times. That's not enough for sleep. And uh, no offense, but that's not enough. <laughs> Damn. And uh, I will tell you this also. Whenever somebody says, uh, I'm playing golf with, I don't I don't give a shit. Like, I need as many strokes as I can get. Mm-hmm. And if you want to give them to me, I'll take them. I don't care. I mean, put, when I'm egoless. I mean, take my ego, burn it. I don't care. Give me those strokes, and then I want that money at the end as well. Uh, but I played Pinehurst. I played two, four, and eight. Pinehurst is a legendary, probably one of my favorite golf courses, and so much tradition. Amazing, truly, truly special place. There's uh, no place like it. Actually, number four, I think, is the most difficult course to me. I played it in the rain. And if you've ever seen me playing the rain, uh, that means that uh, I can't get out of the round. And I'm probably playing with Coach Williams or Coach Williams put me with somebody because that's exactly what happened. Uh, I was playing. I had an amazing group. But, guys, I was I was trash on number four. And that was a difficult course. And I was kind of learning the game as well, but it just beat me up. So good luck on number four, uh, but I think number two is an amazing, amazing golf course, a lot of tradition, and I actually don't think number two is as hard as what people make it out to be. The greens are very difficult. Sleep is actually pretty good around the greens. I think it's more of his tee shot and his in-between game, but once he gets around the greens, he's actually halfway, you know, he's pretty decent. He's pretty good. That's his forte. He's got soft hands. Call my putting grip the claw machine. The claw machine, they call mine the damn blender. Uh, (laughs) The sexton, the sexton grip. Uh, This is where you squeeze a club as hard as you possibly can. You tremble and you start sweating and then you duff it. Um, But uh, nah, number two is great. But the best thing about Pinehurst to me is uh, the cradle. The par three is an amazing course. I I love it. They have the bar. They have the music. Mm -hmm. You can play barefoot. You only need two or three clubs uh, unless you're Cam. You bring your your range finder. You bring every club. You probably have yeah, he has a green book. You know, it probably has a caddy. No, you're going to have a great time. You looking forward to it? Yeah, dude. We're going 8-4-2, doing the cradle. Uh, so we go in Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Didn't get in the hell out of there. Uh, much you, much poorer and, and poorer spirits. Are you staying in Pinehurst? Yeah. Yeah. We're staying in Pinehurst, man. Um what do you have a like an Airbnb, a house? I don't know or? what we got going on. I'm just one of those people. Like I don't, I, I like having a plan. I just don't like making it. So they got it all squared away. I'm showing up. We're gonna play golf till our hands bleed. You know, that's another thing. If you hadn't played in a while, you know, you play that first day and you're like, all right, and then you wake up the next day and you feel like you just like, you know, been petting the pavement for about you know four and a half hours and your hands are all sore and back sore. I got up this morning and um. Went to get the deodorant from under the bathroom sink, and I couldn't get back up. Had to go to the chiropractor. So, you know, things are off to a good start. 
uh, considering about I'm going to take 400,000 cuts with it. I'm probably just going to go out there to the range, and instead of hitting any balls, I'm just going to take the bag and throw it in the back of the cart and just <laughs> head out there. <laughs> hey, um, there's an Office episode, and I love The Office. It's where Andy, and they're going to play golf, and the day before, he goes out there and just hits a 1,000 golf balls <laughs> and has so many blisters on his hands, he cannot grip a club, and it's with a client. It's, it's an amazing episode. Uh, and it's hilarious. I always think of that. But I had a golfer one time, a professional golfer, that I listened to speak, and he said, if you're having blisters after you golf, you're doing something wrong with your swing. You need to get that looked at. And you could see, like, everybody in their mind didn't want to admit it, but mm-hmm. everyone out there, if you go to the range long enough, you're going to have blisters. And, you know, I'm like, I, I tape up my uh, my thumb because it – I don't know. It does yeah, something yeah, weird. I, I call club. bullshit on that one because you get some rub, some weird rub, just, you know, like depending on how you hold the club. It's not necessarily always that you're gripping the shit out of it. It could be that, you know, your hands are just rubbing together. I mean, Tiger Woods wears tape around his finger. I mean, I agree. Me, I guy, mean, Tiger Woods does it. Why yeah, not us? If Tiger Woods does it, I'll, I'm going to do it so you can forget about it. But anyway, so my goal is to, uh, you know, we talked about the score of the Carolina basketball game. Mm-hmm. What my goal is, is to beat whatever the, the, the combined score is of the game. So what do we say it was? You said 65, 84, 129. If I, if I beat 129 on, uh, on number two, I'll be, I'll be, be coming home happy. Post a score on Instagram. I'll Put it up it. on the story. We yeah. want to see how sleep, do it every day and break down like, uh, you know, give us a layout. Like, I let's, will. let us know what you think about eight. Let us know what you think about four. And let us know what you think about two. Now, I will say, when I played number eight, it's kind of, I don't know why this is even a thing. I don't even know why Pinehurst claims course number eight because it's not on the campus. It's kind of like a m- couple miles away and so secluded. And then it's, you see houses. I hate houses on the golf course. <laughs> Um, <laughs> houses hate to see me on the golf course the other way around. Hell, it's a, it's a liability. Hope we, and, got some, <laughs> hope we got some bulletproof windows. And uh, there was more duck shitting all over the green. <laughs> and I was like, damn, how am I supposed to putt this? We got to sweep the shit off the, oh, the thing. But it's always a great Weather's time. Weather's supposed to be good. I'm supposed to be in the 70s and, you know. Uh, now it won't be. Now yeah, it'll be raining, back. pouring in the 30s. Yeah. Just like, uh, anyway, we'll see, man. We'll see if I live to tell about it. Going to be a great time. Uh, I'll keep the world posted on on the scores and uh, the experience. And you'll probably see me in the course of these stories get less and less and less enthusiastic over the course of the weekend. But be sure we will break it down next week. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Big Hawk? Yeah, the last thing I want to say is sleep didn't bring this up. But sleep is now an engaged man, and I want to say congratulations to uh, you and Mary. Um, obviously, I've, I've known you for a little bit now, but I feel like you're um, damn near family to me. And so I'm extremely happy for you guys. Yeah, that's big news. So congrats to you guys and all the best, and I'm happy for you. Well, I appreciate it, man. I ought to get a, uh, invited to the Pro Bowl because I outkicked my punt coverage. But, uh, yeah, anybody that wasn't in attendance, you missed one hell of a, uh, a kickoff to the – to the uh you know whatever engagement yeah yeah sleep brought the rare stuff out mm. and uh, he almost lured me in there with that rare stuff <laughs> uh but i was flying back and i couldn't make it but he brought out uh, our favorite whiskey for a special occasion which you're supposed to do he brought this the george stag out mm. and that is an amazing amazing whiskey but uh congrats to you guys and one last thing for me is uh make sure you guys stay safe stay safe